Hey everyone, this is Alex here, and welcome back to the TDBR podcast. On today's episode, Austin and I are looking at 2020's Another Round, an award-winning foreign film from Denmark starring Mads Mikkelsen. If you like what you hear, please support the podcast by subscribing, and if possible, sharing us with your friends. With that being said, we hope you enjoy the show. All right, dude. Starting off strong with a burp. What's up, man? Dude, it's it's been a week. I'll say that. But other than that, man, we watched a really great movie. Unexpectedly good, right? Yeah. I knew that it was a critically acclaimed film and all that, but I think there was a barrier because of the, the language thing, mm-hmm. like the whole movie's in Dutch. I thought that would stop me from enjoying it, but it did not. Yeah, I thought the same thing. We haven't done a film with... Um what he calls a uh, subtitle. So yeah. like, I was just kind of curious to take that direction. Also like going into it, like last week I didn't even have, um, been so crunched for time that I only had started like 30 minutes of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I watched it like all the way through, I want to say like, uh, three days ago, something like that. I was like blown away in, in subtle ways. Just, yeah. It, I was too. Yeah. Like, it's not like some grand spectacle except for like maybe the last three minutes of the movie. It tackles like really heavy themes within like a very short film and it attacks them like very subtly through like dialogue and like interactions between people. The grounded approach made me enjoy it a lot more. Um, before we hop into like oh, yeah, the out. dissection of, you know, the movie itself and all the details, Austin, what are we what are we drinking today? Well this is a beer. This is the beer that you had when you were sleep deprived, correct? Yeah. I drank it in Epcot a couple couple weeks ago. It's La Fin du Monde. It is a Belgian-style triple ale. It's really good. I know what you meant by brewed with, yeah, brewed with spices, bottle re-fermented. Excuse me, it's making me burp really bad. Um, <laughs> has like a really dense like flavor, flavor profile. profile. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, really spicy. Not spicy in like um, cinnamon. It's not hot. How, how do you explain that? I don't know. Is it like a nutmeg kind of yeah, spice or something? like a ginger. Yeah. Like yeah. something like kind of like zesty on the tip of the taste, I guess. Oh, it's good beer. It should also be said, this is a 9% beer. It's very strong, but it doesn't drink like a 9% beer. I think it goes down kind of smooth. Yeah, I know. That's what's kind of scaring me. We're about to be like the dudes in this movie (laughs) real fast, but 1.7 or whatever. You know how I try to come up with convoluted reasons for why we drink what we drink on the show? You're a thematic man, yes. I was trying to find something that was a beer from Denmark or Mm. something that was like from a country where Dutch is spoken primarily. After research, I mean, there was like Heineken and stuff like that, which I thought would be too boring to try on the show. So you had pointed out to me earlier that like Heineken is not really Heineken in the United in States. It's not, yeah. yeah, like they let it skunk on purpose because that's what like American consumers expect it to taste like. But if you go to you know like the Netherlands or whatever, like uh, it's brewed originally. Apparently, it's just like a good, sophisticated like pilsner. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like American Heineken really. It probably is um, similar to um, maybe like Stella or something. I feel like that might be like just a good, clean, like yeah. simple but still tasty C- beer. Because Stella's not really that skunky, I don't think. No, it really isn't. It's like really clean, right? I mean, yeah. I haven't had it in uh, probably like a couple months, so I think it's pretty good. It's yeah. it's not one of my go tos, but like I I do enjoy drinking it if I have one. The uh, Dumont beer that we're drinking right now is actually a Canadian beer, but I chose it because it's Belgian uh, triple, so, mm-hmm. or tripel. I'm not sure how exactly all the beer aficionados can come at me for mispronouncing it. Where did you get this at specifically in Epcot? I assume near or at Canada? Yeah, it was in the Canadian area, like right next to like Canadian theater thing mm-hmm. they do. They just sell it on this random tiny cart. cart. I was going to say it was like in a cart because I don't remember like there ever being like anywhere to buy beer. At. It was random. I had to look up on Reddit how to find it because mm. this is like a... You are a Reddit man. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Anytime I need to know something, I look up on Reddit, which <laughs> may or may not be a bad thing. But How to make a pipe bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. This, this beer is like world renowned though. Like, really? Like super high rated among the best in the world. I was going to say it's really good. Like, I'm kind of impressed. It's like... Like, um, it's really dense. I feel like it doesn't taste like anything I've really had before. No. I'm usually not a fan of, like, Belgian-style ales. We both are not. This is, like, a spicy, like, cream soda. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Good color to it, too. It's gonna get me drunk really fast. 
are going all the way to test the limits of... Dude, little did you know, I've actually been keeping my blood alcohol level at a .05 for the last two weeks <laughs> every day, even even at Domino's. That's funny. That'd be, um, I'd feel like death. That would be... Um, oh, yeah, 100%. You'd, <laughs> you'd end up looking like these dudes. Mm-hmm. I've never like had the opportunity to check my blood alcohol during or after drinking. Never have had the opportunity to even like know like what how many beers it takes me to get to a certain spot. Like I kinda just have to eyeball it. And I don't drink and drive. It's really not worth the risk at all. I don't ever go out and drink either. You are my only drinking friend, unless it's with my girlfriend. And it's I'll have like maybe a beer at dinner. And actually she took me to dinner. A couple of weeks ago, went to Pies and Pints, and she drove, so I was able to drink, like, two beers while I was there. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, this, I got fucking precious cargo, you know? <laughs> Me, not my girlfriend. No. No. Just, <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, put myself or anybody else at risk or uh, in danger. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, a DUI is uh, technically up to uh, the uh, officer that pulls you over to determine whether or not you're able to drive or not. You could be like, yeah, you could like, you could blow below the blood alcohol content, but then they can still, they can still, they can still be like, yeah, you're not suitable to drive and they'll still give you a DUI. So it's just like, no, no one wants to do that. And if that happens, no more job, bro. No. Yeah. I ain't got the money for, for that kind of mistake. I mean, I do, but I don't want to make that mistake. I mean, I could survive for a while. I'm a simple (laughs) man. I just need to eat. So Austin, what made you choose the movie that we're talking about today? Because you had, you had told me about it a couple months ago. Yeah, I can't remember where I saw the original trailer for it, but I knew I wanted to see it because I don't think I've ever seen a Mads Mikkelsen movie. Neither have I. But it looked like such an interesting concept. I think that's like maybe that's what drew like me to it. And uh, I thought it like looked like it was going to be a great movie. And this was like prior to it before it like got like released and got critical acclaim and stuff. Um, but then like a couple of weeks ago... I might have said this on the last podcast at the end, but like uh, I, I was like talking to you about it at work and being like, I wanted to see this. And then like seeing that tomato meter like be like 96 or whatever, I was like, mm, I need to watch this movie now because if other people like it and the audience score was really high as well, I was like, I need to take like give it a shot. And I'm down. I like subtitle movies sometimes. This is my first experience with an all subtitles movie. But when you told me the premise of like the story and everything, like I was sold on that alone. Yeah. Like See? It's, just, it's just interesting. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what direction it would go in. Me neither. That's the thing too. Cause like I knew somehow their lives are going to have to fall apart. And I wanted to like see, I like knew that going in. Like it's, I wasn't sure to like what degree it would fall apart mm-hmm. though. Yeah, like exactly. If, if it would be like all dour and like shitty in the end. And I, I guess we can say spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie, we will spoil like everything, everything yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Things go down a bad path, but they kind of like turn around in the end in like a, a very bittersweet way. Yeah. The ending kind of is almost kind of bizarre and it kind of like threw me off for a little bit. But like, I think after thinking about it for a while, it kind of came a little bit more clear as to like why but like we should say we don't have to fucking explain everything god damn it we can just talk about it we yeah. don't have to explain the premise i feel like we give like a little overview mads mickelson's character he um feels like kind of feel like he lives like a, a life of solitude almost and like a like an uneventful like unenergetic life he seems a little washed up more like in a, his social and work skills have like he has no passion for life anymore. Yeah, and like that carries around with him like everywhere, like relationships within the family, mm-hmm. with his wife, and then like kids at school, even like his friends. He seemed like kind of disconnected from his friends at the beginning, like when they're at dinner and stuff. The movie doesn't really explain as to why he is that way, but it kind of just like helps set up like the like the need for him to like regain some sort of like status within like aspects of his life. I feel like it could be inferred that, like, he just became too comfortable with, like, his teaching life. Because he's, like, uh, at first I thought they were college professors, but they're they're teachers of uh, seniors at yeah. high school in Denmark. And it Well, in seems... Denmark, you can drink when you're 18. And that threw me off at the beginning, too. Yeah. I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, I forgot. Like, because in Europe, I think that's, like, when you're 18, you can drink there. Some countries are, like, at 16, too. Yeah, Like, yeah. It's, it's all over the place over there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they don't do that in the United States because... How many people I know that like want us to buy alcohol for them? Yeah, it's like, always a hard no for me. Yeah, I'm like, no. I'm like, because <laughs> if you get in trouble, I get in trouble, and I don't want to be responsible. I don't even like you. Exactly. No. It's weird, though. And I don't know, like, the movie kind of comments on it, too, at some, at some points of, like, just 
kind of like uh, saying it's kind of ridiculous to like let children drink that much. Because like he asks them, how much do you drink? Like ask the students during like one of the classes, like while he's drunk. He's like, how many drinks do you have a week? And he's like 100 and or whatever, like 70 something. <laughs> you know, he says 50 to 55. Is like the recommended. That's the recommended for men, I think. Oh, no, he says, um, how do you say his name? Mads Mickelson, I okay. believe. I don't know. It doesn't seem right when it comes out of my mouth. Mm. But he says that 14 units per week is what is recommended mm. for men and then seven for women. But when he asked the kid how much he drinks, it's like 50 something. Yeah, his answer is 50 to 55. Mm-hmm. And the comment he says is kind of funny because he's like, well, I drink on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, sometimes Sundays, and on Wednesdays if there's like a, a game on. Yeah. It's like five of the fucking days of the yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't really like to comment on people's, like, alcohol consumption. Like, uh, I feel like I'm pretty moderate, but like, I only drink with you. And, like, I only drink during, the, like, because it's, like, I know the podcast is coming up. And, like, I know I can drink at this designated time and let my cares go a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm not going anywhere. But, like, during the week and stuff, like, knowing that I work so late, it's, like, I, like, get home at, like, 1 a.m. and, like, crack a beer. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? That's late to get started. Yeah, wait. Sure. It's, yeah, it's not right. It just seems like a waste of time or energy, I feel like, when it's, like, that late. My drinking is a little less moderate than yours is. Like, I will crack open a few, like, every couple of days. Like, if I'm going to sit down and play guitar or edit the podcast yeah. or play PlayStation, I'll, I'll enjoy, like, one to two on, yeah. a, on a random night. That's that's the other thing, too, because if I have a night off and, like, I have no no plans and, like... I usually try to like work it out where like I get a lot of things done throughout the week at that morning or something to where like I feel like my evening is free and then like I'll enjoy a drink and like I'll watch a movie or like play some games with some friends. But it's not like I'm not trying to like get blasted while, like in on like a Wednesday. It's not fun getting supremely <laughs> fucked up all the time. No. I mean, you, you, you have to pay the consequence. I always feel like dog shit the next day. At least nine hours. I, th- I would say like it takes a while. To like recover, especially because we, we talk about this all the time. So like I'm on the supplement game. Dude. Like I like, <laughs> I like taking like vitamins and shit and I feel the consequences because I know what it's like to feel like great, like feel like energized. Do you feel like taking supplements like helps you recover from your hangovers yeah, better? Yeah. Like I'll be drinking, not a sponsor, but like a <laughs> element, like a sports drink. It's like electrolyte recovery drink. It's literally salt. It's like a thousand milligrams of salt and like potassium and magnesium. It's like no sugar or nothing. It's just like those ingredients and like a little bit of flavoring. Yeah, they they sent me a. I'm sure they did the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. Like a free sample pack of all seven of their flavors. I've yeah. taken a few of them so far, and they they're pretty tasty. And I think they really do kind of like help put a little pep in your step. I can't take. I can't do a day without it, dude. It's weird. How'd you live beforehand? less energized i guess i feel like i just feel more recovered too my workouts are better because of it i get a lot more energy in the morning because like i don't i don't really drink coffee much because of the acidic property of it it tears me up uh yeah but then i'll drink like g fuel not like i'm gaming but like it's just like uh just caffeine with not a lot of like like sugar and stuff yeah like chemicals a bunch of bullshit um like not like a monster that shit helps, but like it gives you more energy though if you just don't have the yeah. if you just drink the salt salt water basically. I feel like we never got done explaining the story of the movie, dude. I'm worse. <laughs> worse. I'm we're getting worse about getting off tangent. I feel like yeah, shit's easy to just talk about whatever. Explain but, the story. Don't let me interrupt. Martin, he's like at a passionless crossroads in his life, and he attends his buddy's fortieth birthday, and he gets pressured into drinking. His buddy is his name like Nikolai. I'm not sure if they. It's sort of spelled like that. But it's I'm like not... him, Martin, Thomas, Peter, Peter. We'll have to pull it up. And, and Nikolai or Nikolai yeah. or something. They bring up this theory that some psychologist or something or philosopher has that humans are born with a blood alcohol level that is 0.05 too low, and that if you drink during the day, it'll actually increase your social and work habits to a point where you'll be like more relaxed and go through the day more in an effortless manner. And so they decide they to go. Theory, yeah. They decide to do a science experiment. It's weird that like they decide to do it, but it like works for them. For a little bit. For a little while. <laughs> for like, like it doesn't really explain the stretch of time very well. There's never like uh, any sort of like. Two weeks later yeah, or anything like that. There's no, no, no like flagging of like major 
milestone through like moving through the timeline here of this movie. I can't really tell like how long they do it before like they destroy themselves. I think it's kind of implicated that it's only like over a few weeks or maybe a couple months. Yeah, maybe. like at the very most, probably. Yeah. It, it all takes place during the same school year because like uh, they all yeah. have the same students and yep. everything. But and the season doesn't really change either. So yeah, no, not really. Yeah, you're right. So about I would that. imagine like within a one to two month period. The results are like intriguing at first because like the first time that Martin goes to teach his class, like seems kind of hesitant. Like he like starts slurring his words immediately, like trying to pronounce a industrialization. Yeah. Which I'm you, you, sir. No, I I can't even say that word sober. I'm not great at the English language, which is my primary, my primary (laughs) language. I don't speak it very well. Damn it. I try. Yeah. Like when they start out, it's like, uh, he rejuvenates like the children in his class to like learn better. Cause like he has a meeting with the parents. They're, they're concerned that his class is like too hard or something. Or like, it's like, they don't feel like they're understanding anything, which is true. Because when you're a teacher, you like, it's harder to learn when your children aren't, aren't like intrigued or like don't have like motivation to learn. And so I think it's funny because like on his first class while he's like intoxicated, he, um, he ends up capturing the imagination of them and stuff. And, uh, it's funny because I think in the first class, he like, how we said earlier, he asked the kids about their alcohol consumption and stuff. And then he's like, gives like the famous like world leaders, he goes through like Winston Churchill, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and Hitler. 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 Yeah. And they all picked Hitler to lead based on like the lifestyle. Yeah, because like one of them is prone to various diseases and smokes countless cigars every night and takes two sleeping pills and whiskey before bed. Uh-huh. And like Hitler's uh, profile was like he respects women and loves animals and he only drinks on occasion. Like, obviously, he doesn't tell the students, like, who's who before yes. they choose. A, B, and C. Yeah, yeah. So. And they all picked Adolf Hitler because it sounds right. <laughs> and it's, it was funny. I, I, I even, like, I was very amused by that aspect of, like, it's funny because, like, he's uh, bringing in the element of alcohol while he's, it's just so funny. Like, they become so obsessed with, like, alcohol. Yeah, he brings it up multiple times in his yeah. class, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's odd. It's so odd because like each teacher becomes so obsessed. Like one's a music teacher, one teaches a, like psychology, and, then and one then of them's a gym teacher. Gym teacher. Thomas is the gym teacher. I think. Um, yeah, Peter is the music teacher, and then uh, Nikolai is a uh, the, the psychologist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's because he's the one that proposes the the whole experiment. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting though because since we did have to watch it with subtitles. Did you like pick up on like facial expressions a lot? I did on my second viewing. Mm-hmm. The first time I felt like I was mostly watching the bottom of the screen just because mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss any of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the second time around, I was paying attention to mannerisms and acting and, you know, the other parts of the movie. It's so, incredible. Yeah, this is how, a really... like they portray like the intimacy of like daily interaction. They're really well done. And it's all done within like very specific dialogue and then like... I feel like Mad Mickelson's facial expressions like really bring it home at sometimes like when he weeps, he doesn't like break down, but like has like a like slow tear down his face and shit. You can just see it in his eyes. Yeah. But he's like empty and willowed. When this movie first started, I was kind of afraid that because of like Martin's demeanor at the beginning of the film where he's like really, you know, like down tempo, like mm-hmm. a real calm demeanored guy. I was afraid of not being interested in his character But he really starts to show a lot more charisma as the movie goes on. And I have to admit that the scene where they're at the dinner party where he first starts drinking and he like kind of has that that moment where he tears up, it kind of like hit me in a weird way. Like I I feel like I was on board with the character like at that moment and then throughout the rest of the movie. You can see his demeanor alone like really played it off like a man that hasn't lived for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's odd because even his like interaction with his children is so like empty. They don't give a shit about him. Yeah. Like he's trying to talk to them before he goes out to the dinner party for the 40th and they're like face deep in their phones and like his wife also doesn't talk to him. None of them remember that he even said he was going to go to the dinner. Yeah. He's like, didn't I tell you? Like I'm going to Nikolai's 40th and they're like, yeah, whatever. All right. Yeah. They really like sell like that. He's like like a defeated man. He plays it very fucking well. And like seeing him re re energized like through the alcohol only makes the feeling knowing later that somehow this has to crash like only like makes it more like bitter. It's weird. Also, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how. I don't know if there was method acting involved, but the way they show 
how they're drinking is like their face, like the the appearance of these characters, like they're so pale and like their eyes are so like blue underneath, but also like they like blend in somehow. But they show you, they show you in that aspect, like they don't always have to be drinking to mm-hmm. show that like they're intoxicated. I read something that I think you're right about the method acting part, because I think that they probably did drink to like film some of this. Mm-hmm. And I know they probably didn't go to like point two yeah. and above because mm-hmm. that would be just terrible to film a movie that way. But one of the best scenes in the movie is the dinner party mm-hmm. where they are first like introducing like alcohol to Martin because again like, a conversation he has with his wife slash girlfriend or I'm not really it's sure his what wife, they're yeah. are they married yeah he asked her am I the same Martin that you met mm-hmm. and like or like he ha- he's like have I become boring and then she's like you haven't you're not the same Martin that I met. Like it kind of indicates that maybe he had a more wild lifestyle beforehand. And I noticed at the dinner party where his friends pressure him into trying the vodka for the first time, mm-hmm. like all his buddies like start taking sips and they're all like kind of wincing at it going like, ooh, like that's like, you know, strong liquor. That's good and, shit. And Martin just like downs it immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking like maybe this is a man that gave up alcohol already mm-hmm. and that's why he's like so reluctant to drink. I was going to say when he drinks, he doesn't like, like is a fucking elixir dude like it's no not a problem yeah like he definitely takes it down like somebody with experience i didn't even think about that because like when he even drinks like the wine and stuff at the dinner too he's just like he's like he's he's downing it yeah way harder than his buddies are Mm -hmm. yeah that seems so good it is also we could have shot this movie I don't know what the budget of this movie is. We can probably look, but like it, it's a, I cannot, I don't see it anywhere yet, but it's very like small set. Can we just point out that his house is so nice? I love the kitchen and like the window all the way across the the countertop to see out. That's so nice. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, I want that kitchen, bro. That's a nice kitchen. (laughs) Sorry. Must be a, must be a, a thing over there. I don't know. You have a homeowner aspirations in your blood right now, I think. I guess. I don't know. There's such a nice looking house. Yeah. I like it the is. architecture of it. But um like the school, it's shot in a school, it's shot in the restaurant, it's shot in a classroom. And like the soccer field occasionally. Yeah. And we get a scene at like a, a church. And a bar. It is very small scale. They didn't have to make the set, is what I'm saying. And it's like a handheld shot almost. I was gonna say like parts of this movie felt like uh I know you're not a fan of The Office, but you know how mm-hmm. like that show kind of has like a faux documentary kind of camera yes. style to it. Certain times in this movie kind of felt like it was just a man carrying a camera. Like it's it shaky. Like it feels like it's not stabilized at times as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It kind of gave it a more like grounded and realistic yeah uh, feeling to the movie. It's like interesting. We did Manchester by the Sea. That like small intimate feeling of like like you could feel like these are real people with real lives and like because like even Nikolai and like his um his wife and kids and shit like I just felt like I was so sold on his character as well yeah same here like he had like a nagging wife a couple of kids Mm -hmm. kid literally pisses on him on the couch one time I mean that shit was sold to me and like Thomas the gym teacher doesn't have a wife or kids and like he has like some sort of fatherly (laughs) picture to like the soccer kids and stuff Spex is my favorite fucking character in this whole goddamn movie. Yeah, he does have like that one relationship with the the nerdy like outcast. Yeah, outcast kid. Mm -hmm. Quick side note here. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Manchester by the Sea, what's up with you and recommending movies that have Catholic choir soundtracks? (laughs) The first time it popped up in the movie, I was like, this reminds me of Manchester by the Sea. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like choir music in this movie. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I just like them Catholic girls, you know? I guess you've never seen the movie before you recommended it, but when I heard that, I was like, this is is a very Austin pick. I like dark, depressing movies with bittersweet endings. That's what I like, okay? Me me too, man. I want to feel, (laughs) goddammit. So, um, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I feel like, how many movies have I seen that came out last, like 2020, like came out? Like, because it's obviously like a lot of movies that we wanted to see didn't come out. We've only talked about three on the podcast yeah well promising young woman was great that was a great movie i'm thinking of ending things things. which i know you had mixed feelings about but that's a weird one it not even that like i had mixed feelings about more like i was just like so disoriented i couldn't really you can't tell if you like it because it's like hard to have a ground to like work on to like form an opinion you kind of just have to be confused and accept the confusion on that one 
I don't even know what I gave it. Maybe like a seven out of ten or something. Maybe like a six out of ten. I think it was I around think there. Something like that. But it's um this is probably probably one of the best movies I that probably came out last year, I feel like. I'd agree. Yeah. I don't know if this movie was nominated for any Oscars, but I feel like it could have been nominated for many. It's like intimate in like the weirdest way. See, I was about to ask, what was your like uh, your interest in each individual character? Because like I really liked Martin, obviously, because he's our main character. Mm-hmm. And I felt for Nikolai, because you kind of get a lot of like shots of his home life. And mm-hmm. Thomas kind of doesn't have a whole lot going on, or Tommy. Like Same he, with Peter. They never even show Peter like at home. Mm-mm. Like you never it's see his work. house. Yeah. Hmm. I liked a lot what they all brought to like each of their like own lives through the alcohol. Because like Tommy was then able to like connect with Specs. He was like end up becoming a better coach in that way. Also, like, there's that one scene where he, like, closes the curtains and has all the children seeing. He even points out, like, one girl is singing above all the else. Like, she's like, he's like, you sound great, but, like, you all should be singing together. She makes them all hold hands. And, like, that's something, like, he wouldn't have done without alcohol in his system. Like, his, like, he would have been reluctant to, like, ask them of that to begin with. But in his drunken state, he's like, you know, we're going to try this. They end up sounding, like, so angelic together. All like he's like listen to each other. Y'all should be singing together as one soul kind of thing. I love that. Like ended up becoming like a better music teacher because of that. And like same with like Martin. He was able to like actually teach his children rather than like give them work. Even by the end of like their exams and stuff, they all were like better teachers. And like Sebastian was able to like pass his exams because he was so anxious and he was like weeping. He ended up drink. He ended up he literally fucking drank before his exams. Like. And during. Yeah. <laughs> Through the water bottle. I'm like, what the fuck? The little things like that, that like the story add, like makes you ask questions too. Cause it's like, is that kid going to keep drinking to get through like shit that he's like worried about? It's little things like that. I was wondering the same thing kind of. You know what I mean? This movie kind of showcases like all of the different dimensions of being an alcohol drinker. Like it shows like the partying, the, yeah, the partying aspect, like the, um, the way that like the negative can spill out into your like personal life. Mm -hmm. There's the part where they're at the dinner party at the beginning and like, they're all kind of like, there's like the, the snobbery aspect to Mm -hmm. it. Like this is, this is a, this is a champagne with Mm -hmm. a close your eyes and you can envision French fields and all this. Didn't even think about that. They like showcase different aspects of like how much alcohol plays like within the lives of like people. And I I couldn't figure out, like, I think it was in my first viewing where I wasn't sure what stance the movie was taking on alcohol. I mean, this was before the movie was over. I was afraid it was going to go to alcohol bad. Condemning the consumption of it. Yeah. And then I, it didn't turn out to be that way, but I feel like in the end, the theme of the movie was alcohol is a thing. Like it just is. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, it's what you make it. Yes. It's how you like let it affect your life. Well, it's like a lot, like um, even like drug use. It's like uh, it's like what you make it kind of thing. Like, are you using it to escape? Are you using it to celebrate? Are you using it as like social lubricant? It's like a vessel for like whatever you make of it. And it's that is the theme of the movie because I thought that too going through the movie. I'm like, are they going to condemn it because all these people's lives fall apart? But then in the end, you get like a bittersweet celebration. And, like, that's symbolic of, like, Martin's life and stuff. You can see how alcohol can, like, become, like, a way to, like, dull your mind. And then, like, you end up becoming a a better husband or a better father or, you know what I mean? It's just, like, the, it's yin and yang. I I saw it, like, all of them are, like, trying to make a change in their lives. But I think in the end, it was all up to them. Yeah. Like, really, I mean, like, I think the alcohol maybe, like, helped them get a new perspective on things. But, like, it wasn't a necessary component. Like making the choice for yourself rather than like having that thing come to you. Like some people are like, man, I wish my life was like better. I'm like, well, you can like choose. Like, Do you know what you're looking for kind of thing? I mean, I've been caught in this trap before plenty of times, but being like, I wish things were different. But then it's like, well, what does different look like actually? And like, what steps do you got to take to like to get achieve there? That. Yeah, literally. Like you can complain all day, but like it's down to like you can actually choose to be happy about plenty of things. It's all like mindset. I want to talk about the character Tommy relating yeah, to, to what, we're, what we were just talking about. I saw from the very beginning that he was going to be the one that was affected the most negatively Did from the think? experiment. Really? 
it's when the the janitor finds the bottles in his like little like gymnasium closet and like they show him like dribbling a ball down the hallway and he's like yeah. losing track of the ball and then he like tosses his keys up in the air trying to like be cool but he like drops, drops them over and over again like i think from that point like when i saw that i was like things aren't going good for him and I was thinking about like what all the characters had in their lives. Tommy lived alone and like he had a dog that was like couldn't even like piss by itself. Like you had to like take it outside and like make it pee. Laban, I think is the dog's name. <laughs> Laban. Yeah. A dope dog. And I mean like Nikolai had his family. Martin had his family. We didn't really see a whole lot of like what Peter had in his life. He was trying to like get a relationship. It was like drop throughout, right? Like, he had aspirations at yeah. the very least. Like he said, I wanted children of my own. Yeah. But then he's the one that's like helping out Sebastian. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I think like maybe along the way he realized that he does have children, but mm -hmm. like they're his students. Yeah. And like the way that he helps Sebastian like get through the finals or whatever, like that gives him a sense of fulfillment. But Tommy, Tommy has specs, but I think that like maybe he's the one that doesn't realize what he has. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, well, because Tommy's the character that you literally, you get. Like, you can kind of see how he, like, isn't taking care of the experiment, like, how the others are trying. Because, mm -hmm. like, Martin, his character, like, cleans up his bottles, like, you know, his house is still in working condition. Even though he still falls apart, like the rest of them, he's not showing up to work in a way where, like, it's so visible. There's a, there's a couple spots where it's like, hmm. Well, he runs into the wall. <laughs> he breaks his nose or, like, busts his nose open. But, like... They come back from like a winter break and stuff. That scene, I was like, I didn't set in until that moment because you could tell like all he did was drink. This is when Tommy break. comes into the the school, school. faculty meeting and like, they're discussing like that they've found and it's been a, a problem. I was wondering how the school found out. I mean, maybe yeah. like I know like they found Tommy's bottles in like the closet of the gym, mm -hmm. but I think like at first they were kind of just saying like depending on the kids yeah like it must be just kids drinking or something mm. but they don't specify like how they found out that like it's one or more faculty that are like drinking on the on the job it's not like a detail that needed to be added like it, like i don't need to know how they found out mm -hmm. but i was wondering well like they all the rest of the teachers had like su supposedly given it up like martin's character had given it up because this is after his like he fell in front of the neighbor's house and stuff and his family finds out but then Tommy is the only one that is like that they can like point at. It doesn't even say like if he loses his job or not. But then like when Martin comes and visits him, you kind of got to see like the alcoholism aspect of alcohol and like bottles everywhere because Martin cleans his house, like feeds the dog. Like when's the last time he fed the dog? He tells Martin that he doesn't have to check up on him, kind of being like, this is what I want. He tells that he wants him and Anika to work it out. Which, like, that scene, sp ooh, man, I knew that was coming. What, the farewell from Tommy to Martin? No, I knew something between him and his wife was going to come eventually. Mm, okay. I saw in the trailer, like, he throws, like, the dishes and plates all over the floor, like, and I, like, knew this scene was coming, but I didn't expect, like, the reveal of, like, she had cheated on him, and it's really subtle, like, it's a subtle reveal. I thought it would only be like paranoia on his part. Like when the scene starts and he starts like questioning Anika about like, you know, like infidelity and all that. I was thinking he's just paranoid. Like it's going to uh -huh. turn out there's nothing. But it's like immediately. She reveals. Yeah. Which is like indicative of their characters, though, because she um, is so distant and like he never asks or never like shows concern or like never like. At least, like, it's never shown up until this point. Like, he doesn't show, like, that he's had concerns about her loyalty and stuff. She's like, you can go have fun with your friends and drink. I don't give a fuck or whatever. She's like, I don't give a fuck if you go and drink with your friends. I could give piss all about it. But then he's like, well, yeah, have you been having fun with somebody other than me? And I'm like, mm. dude, I'm like, God. It makes me wonder, like, if he had had these... Thoughts, thoughts for a while mm -hmm. and like maybe it just now took to this point for him to like actually ask yeah or care shit's heavy that's like the biggest fear as a man getting cheated on <laughs> yeah well, i mean it's a, a lot of fears for i mean it's fear for women too but like uh divorce in this country does not f favor the men that's true that's the yeah. big, one of the biggest fears that i have like i don't go in i don't want to go into a relationship worrying about a divorce but like it's a uh, like 50% of marriages end, end in divorce, brother. Like it's, it's, uh, 
it's tough. Like, it's tough to think about, and it's not always cheating, but like it's a uh, it's a part in many many aspects of divorce. Oh yeah. So it's just like, mm, but you know, they uh, they end up working it out, I guess, because Tommy's rooting for him, I guess. I think the the scene where Martin goes to meet Anika at like the cafe is a really really fucking like emotionally resonant scene. Yeah. Because obviously, like, Anika is pushing back the idea of wanting to get back with Martin, especially after, like, the outburst he had with, like... I mean, he slammed down glasses in front of, like, the children. Like, he had, like, no... He had no self-control when it came to, like, that scene where he, like, fucked everything up. I found it interesting that, like, this is after Martin is kind of, like, done drinking for a little while. And his wife, like, Anika, is, like, sucking down this glass of wine, like, while they're having this conversation. conversation. Yeah, and, like, and it was supposed to be about, like, having separate birthday parties for one of their children. You can see Martin is, like, staring at that glass of wine, mm-hmm. like, when she's sucking it down, and, like, he just wants water. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's that's is another that, aspect yeah. of, like, how the movie portrays the dimensions of, like, drinking alcohol. Like, yeah. maybe you swore it off, but, like, you're in a situation where someone else is drinking, mm-hmm. and you kind of, like... She's not pressuring him to drink, but, like, the presence of the drink there has probably, like, made him want to drink. You know what I mean? And even even that, and then I thought it was a way to show, like, how the how the tides have turned yeah. for each of the characters. That, that's true. I didn't think about that. He had the guts to have this conversation without the alcohol, and she's trying to avoid it with the alcohol. And then, like, so it's... That's a good point. So they're, like, yeah, it's the mirrored flip image of their characters, because all he wanted the whole time was, like, the courage to, like, regain, like, the excitement and the fulfillment of his life as a teacher and as a husband, as a father, as a friend. But then, like, you're getting the inverse of when he, like, actually steps up to the plate sober and is, like, trying to fix this issue, be, like, really intimate and vulnerable through this conversation. She's trying to drown out the conversation on her side with the glass of wine. There's a lot of dimensions to this movie. Like, I feel like every time I'm going to go back and watch this movie, it's going to be, like, another thing. I'm glad you brought that up because remember earlier when I said that, like, the change in their lives is kind of up to them and mm-hmm. not the alcohol? Well, there's the scene where uh, Martin and Anika and his family go camping. Throughout the movie, we get those little, like, uh, black subtitle pages where it tells you, like, what the their percentage of alcohol they're at. And we finally, like, they go camping and, like, it shows that it's zero and like Martin is connecting with his family like Mm -hmm. really well Mm -hmm. and like has nothing to do with like the liquid courage that he gets from drinking. Yeah. But he was under the influence when he suggested that they go back on a trip because they haven't been on vacation in years. That's true. But, but once they got there, it was all him. Yeah. You know, power is within your, within your hands. Like, this movie's so subtle. With, I know. With the way that these themes are, like, I feel like I'm grasping at straws when I try and think of, like, when I'm trying to make connections and all that. I'm, I'm hoping that's what the movie went for. Yeah, I think 100% that was the the goal of the movie. Everything's really subtle, but really powerful. If you want to do, like, a little side by side comparison, like, Manchester by the Sea is subtle at times, but there are, like, some heavy, heavy moments in that movie where, like, the emotion is being like beaten. You're like being beaten over the head with like the the darkness and the severity of the situations. But then like in this movie, it's like so subtle, and you have to like try to look a little bit deeper than what you're given at that like face value. The movie's still like it's still showing you the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, Does that makes sense. It was it was way more restrained than mm-hmm. that that yeah. aspect of it. Like for example, like with. Martin's concern of her loyalty that's only shown in the one scene but like how long has he lived with those thoughts how much does that eat at him like little to do with showing and telling you what's happening it's mostly up to like the viewer to find and pick at the importance and like to connect with the characters what do you think about the scene like at some point in the movie they decide to go higher than 0.5 it's after Tommy gets caught with all the bottles in his like closet they're all sitting in this like gymnasium room and they're like talking about like, I think we should go higher. We should go higher than 0.05. They're in the music room. Yeah. They start playing this like classical music. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're like all like sunken into this music. And I, I know that me and you have been here before. Like you, you get, you, you get, you get in a certain state of mind and like you start vibing, man. And then when they go into uh there's a scene where they decide to go to the point of like, what do they call it? Ignition. Mm-hmm. They start playing this like funk record yeah and i think that like the musical difference between like 
Well, we're kind of buzzed. We'll listen to some classical music. Like and, instead and, of achieving bliss, more like chaotic. Yeah, like the way they start playing this funk record, it's like a, a lot more of a, you know, classical music is like uptight and uh, swelling. I feel like the music choice was like purposeful oh, of course. when they did this. And this song has been stuck in my head <laughs> all fucking day. And I need to find out who's, who plays it because we'll have to listen to it. This funk track is so good. No, that's a good that's a good uh, comparison to draw because at that point their like social aspect is like they're already achieving like the social gain, but like this is their excuse to like basically be drunk within the limits of their experiment and like justify and rationalize like we want to get hammered and go higher than what, what we've been at because like they're trying to justify their alcohol consumption within the limits of the experiment, but then they're like, okay, well there's something more right and they're like mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. there must be and like well let's get even more drunk and like they're like in this manic phase of like how drunk can we get and like justify the reasoning for it god martin almost hops off the uh the experiment when they I know. recommend this i know he's trying to like because this is after the camp scene and like he's like i'm doing it like it's working and like I understand now. Like maybe he's like reaped the rewards or like had the new He's got like the confidence now that like he can do it without the alcohol. Yeah, exactly. And then like he gets roped back in by cause they make a cocktail and it tastes so cause he like drinks like straight vodka. Like he was like drinking Smirnoff. Something very harsh to drink, and then he drinks the cocktail and you he you get like that audible like Oh my god, this is so good. Yeah. from his character and it's like and then i knew when he picked up that drink i was like fuck like you know what i mean i was thinking the same thing because like part of me wanted him to like watch the other characters from the outside because i was like martin you got you got what you wanted like you're back in tune with your family and your wife but the alcohol brought him back in you know i almost recommended this cocktail as to, to be the drink oh of this episode we'd be like oh my god this is so good i can't remember like what they didn't say what the name of it was, uh, but it's a cocktail that involves like bourbon. It's a, it's a and, jazz musician's drink. Yeah. It's, it's sh- all liquor. It's like sugar cubes crushed up at the bottom of a glass, bourbon, Sazerac, and something else. I think that maybe like raspberry vodka. Probably, yeah. Because these, these men love their vodka in this movie. Vodka. I think the cost of buying three different bottles stopped me from recommending. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea to not do that. I'm curious now. You know, I like my mm. my stiff cocktail. I'm gonna have to get that for you one of these days. That book with like uh, album pairings with liquor. That's up your alley. It's a good idea. <laughs> I should have got it for you. It's on Amazon. I know what it is, but um, you don't need to get me nothing. It'll only encourage you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, there's a lot to this movie. Like even the even in the camp scene, like you get to see get it on in the tent, bro. Him and his wife, and it's like uh. She, she says at the end... She cries. Yeah. When they, when they do it, finally. And then she's like, "I almost too long. Kind of spread the seed of like, hmm, for me a little bit. Like, hmm. Like, like she was like disinterested in the relationship before, like prior to... to yes. Regaining his conscious or consciousness, his confidence. Mm-hmm. Well, his, his consciousness in a way, too. <laughs> his, his clarity on life. Yeah. I read a theory online that Anika actually had the affair with Tommy... Mm, goodness gracious yeah why and, and it was on reddit so take it with a grain Fuck of salt you, reddit. but it was like mentioning how when tommy and martin have their like final farewell mm. and like tommy kind of mm. like is like it's it's you and anika it's always been you and anika and like martin later on is texting anika and she's like tommy like wants this for us oh and like, goodness gracious like it like she might have had the affair with could have been someone he knew Mm. Although that's more of like a conspiracy theory than like an actual, mm. like the movie. I don't think the the movie the movie isn't trying to push you in that direction. No, yeah, it didn't hint at it enough. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot to decipher in this movie that's not like punching you in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that into my second viewing of the movie for sure. Yeah, this Look movie is worth it. watching again. I'm glad it was good because I was I hadn't seen it before I suggested it all the way through kind of got lucky that it was it was good because i had no idea how the movie ended or like what happened i only got like 40 30 minutes in something like that first time around so worked out pretty nice yeah you took a gamble like recommending something that you never seen i know i was like kind of worried piss break so this movie was directed by a fella named like thomas Vinterberg. Mm-hmm. is that right yes sir 
little bit of like dark backstory. Did you know that his daughter was supposed to play the daughter of Martin and she was killed in a car crash four days before they were supposed to start filming? What the fuck? So the movie like originally was supposed to have like a different kind of tone tone to it. And then he reworked the, the script after that happened. Wow. So he, he wanted to make it more life-affirming in the end. That's why we have the ending that we have now with huh. Mads Mokasin, uh, you know, dancing and being charismatic and awesome at the end. The, I did not know that. All what? the kids in this movie are actually her classmates. Holy shit. Yeah. God. Every, like, all the kid actors in this movie are her classmates. Martin's classroom was one of her classrooms. So I thought that was like when I read that, like I feel like it added like a, a new element, or like a new layer of like intimacy and like purpose. Oh, dude, that's insane! That's like piss break. I want to talk about a couple of things that like like I've just been into lately. But other than that, like it's just awaiting your like anticipating your suggestion. Even at this moment right now. I don't know what it is. Do you have a couple ideas, I assume? Yes, but one of them hedges on this conversation that we're about to have right now, actually. Uh, oh. That might be kind of a spoiler for you. Yes. I mean, I'll be well-educated. and I, We don't have to talk about that right now. All I know is that I'm going to want to play it later and talk about it. I'm, I'm having a dilemma, because I don't think you'll be happy with my other recommendation. I won't be happy with it? No, and I won't be happy with it either. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, dude? Fuck it. I think you should suggest whatever whatever the other one is. I've been anticipating this fucking shitty suggestion that you've been wanting to give. Oh, boy. Just fuck you, first off. Fuck you for even taking this podcast that direction. First and foremost, fuck you, Kanye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for making me do this shit, <laughs> motherfucker. Austin, you made me do this shit. Yeah. No, that's not true, actually. I, I made myself do this. Jiggy. Okay, so... For a while, I've been talking about wanting to do a review of something shitty. Because how often do we... We talk about good stuff every week or every two weeks that we record this. This right? is going to be like a 30-minute episode the next time. I'm going to be like, fuck you. We'll experiment with the format. Maybe we'll hate it so much that we'll just talk for an hour and a half. Or we'll be pissed off forever. I'm excited. So the movie we talked about tonight, another round, the Rotten Tomato score was probably, what, 97? Mm-hmm. So I think... Oh, yeah. I know where you're going. So I think this movie that I'm about to recommend, on the complete opposite spectrum of that, you take 97 and you subtract 85. Is it? <laughs> or is no, it nine, 95, actually. Subtract 95 from 97, and that's the that's score. percent Yes. Fuck. But this movie stars Al Pacino. Okay. And Adam Sandler. <laughs> Fuck. I know what you're doing to me. And it's a film... Oh fuck me! That also stars. I know what this is. It Adam also Sandler. stars Adam Sandler twice. Fuck. In Austin, I've never seen this movie, but I've heard it's it's abysmal. ass. I remember watching it when I was like twelve, and I'm like, this shit is ass. Oh, you've seen it? I know what this is. It's Adam Sandler playing Adam Sandler and his sister. Fuck. Uh, what's it called? Austin. I'm so sorry. Fuck me. It won't be that bad. I'll just have I'll just try to come at it from a good light. It's it's Jack and Jill. Fuck, that's what it's from called. From 2011. And I, I feel really terrible that I have to I was like 12 when that came out. I was, I was born in 99. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad that I'm wasting one of my recommendations on this, but I feel like it was either this or Lint Biscuit Chocolate Starfish <laughs> baby. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, maybe next time around I'll just like I'll just come at you with some dumb shit. Feel free. Fuck, I mean, I don't know if I want to. I'm going to be so... You know what? Fuck it. We'll just have to see what happens. It could be a total dud for all I know. It could but be. It's, this is just my me taking a risk the same way you took a risk with this foreign movie. Now we're going to watch a movie that swept the Raspberry Awards the year it came out. What the fuck is the Raspberry Awards? The opposite of the... The Oscars? Of the Oscars. Yeah. Like shitty awards? It won every award. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fuck me, dude. I'm, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm going to make you listen to like some fucking shitty post-hardcore next time I, around. I like post-hardcore. Nah, but like I'm going to get like to the the bottom of the fucking trash can of the genre. I promise to God. I'm going to like recommend some fucking dumb shit. 
We'll listen to Blood on the Dance Floor or 303 or something. Yeah, 303. Or like, um, like, uh, listen to some fucking Flo Rida. <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna make you. What listen. have I done? You've fucked me, is what you've done. You fucked us both together. You're sinking the ship. I'm just kidding. It's not gonna be that bad. We'll have fun with it. We'll just talk about Adam Sandler the whole time and we'll probably draw comparisons. I have to take myself less seriously, which will be a good time. And we can just get blasted next time and not have to worry about having to explain stuff in such a complex way. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. Maybe we'll just get maybe we'll just get really fucking oh yeah, beforehand and just fucking go at it. This one's been on the uh, the shelf for a while for me, so I apologize. It's okay. No, it's fine, dude. We got years <laughs> to come on this shit, so it'll be fun. Jack and Jill. <laughs> Fuck. I have not seen this movie in like 10 years literally like 10 years i remember when it came out i think my dad ordered this so like when netflix like had video delivery service like in the mailbox like dvd and i think oh, i watched wow. it like i know i've seen this movie and i know it was like when i was younger so i chose this movie because it's it's like you wanted to take the opposite it's like yeah it's the opposite of what we've been doing and it's also like i could have chosen like a shitty b movie or something with like no budget and like um battlefield earth with john travolta well, that movie has a big budget too. But like it's maybe, ass. Maybe, well, that's true. But maybe like I was thinking like movies that had no budget whatsoever. And this movie is on a big budget. It's big stars, big money, shit results. And that kind of interested me in a weird way. And I want to see what went wrong. All I know is that we're going to come at this with like such negative energy. And it's going to be... Sometimes we, we need to get that out, dude. Fair enough. We need to come on here and just Dude, be I like, try. This I, movie fucking sucks. <laughs> so. I try so hard to like refrain from releasing that negative emotion out into the world. And now I'm going to have to do it for an hour and a half at a minimum. It's going to be fun. All right, dude. Fuck it. We'll just do it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. It's all right, man. It had to be done. You are the one to do it, though. You know I'll never do that shit. It's all right. All right, dude. This has been fun. And maybe next time it will be fun or it will be not fun. And we'll have to find out. Well, thank you to everybody that is listening. I pray to God that somebody actually listens to the next show. Uh, I'm not getting, I'm not even going to listen to it. <laughs> well, I have to because I edit these episodes. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll see you later, you little shitheads. All right. Adios. Adios.